All right, this is our 4th of July episode for Nod Your Head and Listen. We're going to be doing a movie review of I Know What You Did Last Summer from, I should have looked it up, 1997, I believe. Um, yeah, this is just a podcast where we kind of dissect movies oftentimes that we watched growing up and know a lot about, but we try to keep it keep a wide variety of movies, uh, old movies, new movies, movies that we've never seen before and of all genres but uh, right now we're kind of doing summer picks so we have one more movie that either takes place in summer uh, or the episode after this we'll do one more with a, a summer-based movie and then we'll kind of go into a, a new category where either we'll pick a genre and we'll do a round where we've all pick a movie from a certain genre or from a certain uh, decade but we can get right into it i know what you did last summer um someone is doing some ferocious typing back there um uh, we're going to start with something called uh, Dinner and a Movie, which is just talking about uh, a meal that took place in I Know We Did Last Summer, in case you're a super fan and want to eat a meal while watching the movie and eat the same thing that probably Jennifer Love Hewitt ate, because that's the only thing I feel like I saw that was food related. But this was Brad's pick for our, our 4th of July pick for a movie. So Brad, go ahead with what, what was your meal yeah, I felt like that was a pretty easy choice. You would need to have snapper, unless, of course, you could get a hold of some monkfish. That would be the, and then uh, you should have it with your belly button exposed, obviously, because that okay. was the that was clearly the way to dress for the movie. Uh, I figure if you wanted to go super in theme, you should be eating it while uh, having like while having like a driving and uh, yelling out of the window or yelling out of the uh, sunroof and then also having an open bottle of alcohol. I mean, that's not very responsible, but if you wanted to be super on theme, um, that would be the way to go, would be to just screaming for no reason. But if you want to be responsible, maybe just snap her. But I guess you can't really eat it because she didn't eat it. So just pick at it and yeah. complain. And I guess look ugly. They really tried to make Jennifer Hewitt look, Jennifer Love Hewitt, look ugly i liked it rather than actually make her look ugly they just had a bunch of people comment on how ugly she looked like her random friend that never shows up again but for like she just yeah. comes in for like exposition she's like oh my goodness you look horrible you look so terrible you look so pale and then she disappears because they're like oh by the way guys this is her looking really bad she looks bad okay yeah i think her mom said something too but yeah i feel like that was the late 90s she does uh, like she's all that and this having like the let's make someone who's conventionally attractive seem or obviously if she's all that, she'll just be like nerdy. Whereas this one, she's like depressed from, you know, being responsible for someone's yeah, so uh, she's, in less make, she's in less makeup when she has the snapper. Or maybe she just really, really, she may have just really wanted the monkfish. And that's why she was upset. What, what did they talk about monkfish? What did I miss that? She, she, her mom just mentions that. She's like, oh. how do you like your snapper? I really wanted monkfish. Oh, she, she, oh, just, gotcha. she just mentions that in past. It just wasn't in she, season. So I probably yeah. wasn't paying it. I probably wasn't paying attention because I was like pausing the plate because i wanted to see what she had on the side so i uh eric <laughs> well i guess i'll go yeah i was like i had snapper broccoli cauliflower carrots and i think it was an uncut potato but it was very fast yeah. um so that was my meal but uh eric did you have anything you wanted to add to it or was i, I only meal? had monkfish because i actually missed the snapper part i only remember her saying <laughs> I wanted monkfish, but it's out of season. So I only oh. put monkfish parentheses if it's in season. Well, I I, but you're right. If you part. want a premium, if you want a premium experience with, I know what you did last summer, you should have monkfish or I guess, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, <clears throat> and she, she was, that just looked like, I don't know what kind of fish that was that she had out that she was like preparing when they oh, were out yeah. at her house. 
um, but they weren't eating it. She was just preparing it for something. Yeah. Um, so for behind the scenes, I I'll, I'll start with that one. I, yeah, I, I hate that. I've, I've been kind of dropping the ball the last two times on finding good sources for that, but I found one right like five minutes before we started this. So I, I, uh, I there was like a hundred, did you know this about, I know what you did last summer, but I only got two for time. Um, the first one I have is that the, uh, the author of the book, I know we did last summer and most, some of us might not have known that that was, that it was a book from the same title that she, the author did not like that the movie was turned into a kind of a generic slasher because the author's daughter was killed back in like 1989. Oh. So she didn't, she didn't like, like she had books about violence and things and suspense and thrillers, but she didn't like the whole slasher vibe of like, it's like a fun atmosphere to go watch people, you know, get killed. So she didn't like that it turned into a slasher rather than like a, her book was more of a mystery and the book itself actually did not have any, uh, anybody die and it, or at least none of the teenagers. I don't remember if the, because there actually wasn't a fisherman in it. There it was, it had a similar like skeleton or whatever outline of a story, but there was obviously some, some glaring differences. And the only one I had was that a, a kid apparently won a contest to come to the set and create a moment. Uh, it almost sounds made oh, up. Yeah. And he suggested to Jennifer Love to, to yell, uh, the, what are you waiting for? Which I have some thoughts on that, uh, on that line that I'll hold off till later um, for our strengths and weaknesses. But, uh, but Brad, you can go on with any behind the scenes. Okay. Actually, that was, that was similar. So I'll touch on that briefly. Cause I actually saw that uh, Lois Duncan wrote, it was a YA book, like you said, in 1973, yeah. same title. And she actually re-released it in 2010, but like with updates to technology where the, where the characters had CDs and cell phones and uh, like, obviously just more fashionable, what, you know, updated fashion clothing. Yeah. And then like, it was changed from Vietnam to the Iraq war um, but yeah, I read that same thing about her not liking um, the way that they changed, uh, you know, it from, it, I mean, they did run somebody anyway, but yeah, they didn't like the change of the plot. But also, I didn't know if y'all saw that uh, the script, because I didn't know much about the director. He didn't do a whole lot other than this, but Kevin Williamson wrote the screenplay yes. and y'all might know, y'all might know yeah. that name. He wrote Scream. He wrote The Faculty. You might have heard them say Dawson a couple times. Yeah. He wrote Dawson's Creek. Um but what I also thought was cool, interesting, he actually wrote the screenplay for I Know What You Did Last Summer uh, first, but then yeah. once Scream came out and became a huge hit, he was finally able to sell his screenplay for uh, for, for that. Yeah, so I said that backwards. No, anyway. He wrote Scream first. That became a massive hit, obviously, with Wes Craven directing it. And then after that, he was he was able to sell I Know What You Did last summer. And that's a pretty good trifecta. He hasn't done a whole lot. He's written some of the sequels and stuff. But, um, I mean, obviously, Scream's a huge hit. This wasn't well, super well-reviewed, but it became popular. And then The Faculty, I think, is at least a little cult classic. And I watched that in the last couple of years, and I thought it held up pretty well. But, uh, yeah, I would say Kevin Williamson's the biggest name, like, behind the scene, you know, uh, behind the camera. Well, you, this one but yeah you, i know you said you might have said it backwards but i think right after you said that you said he wrote scream first but yeah he wrote i know what you did last summer first. that that that, that is what yeah. i'm yeah you're right yeah. i meant to say he wrote this movie yeah i'm sorry he, he wrote this first yeah but scream came out but he could not set he could not sell yes. 
I know what you did last summer. And he tried to for a long time. And then once Scream came out, obviously with Wes Craven attached, which was a bigger name, uh, then after that, the success of Scream, he was able to sell I know what you did last summer. You're right. I did get the movie. I did say that backwards. But um, I just thought that was interesting that he's written some of the bigger movies, but I don't think he ever took up as a director or anything else, but he's obviously, you obviously wrote three big movies and a couple of those got, um, obviously Scream got a ton of sequels. And I think they have like, I still remember what you did that one summer 40 years ago and they kept on writing sequels to it. But um, obviously between th this and Dawson's Creek and all that stuff, he did quite well as a screenwriter. Yeah, because I, I I'd read that because I saw, I'd seen that some people criticized him for his writing and last summer not being as like strong as scream and it but that was before i think people realized that yeah because scream was his second or at least his second uh writing uh the uh, thing that he wrote uh so like that's why it makes sense i know we did last summer might not be as strong as scream as yeah it was his first thing that he wrote even though yeah it came out second so some people might have been critical because they assumed it was written as chronologically as it was produced and filmed but uh but yeah, yeah, thank you for thank you for correcting me. I wanted to make sure that made sense. Oh, but, but yeah, you're right. It, it would be easy to think of it that way. You would think, wow, he followed up Scream with this. Why is he getting worse? But of course, it makes sense when you realize yes, th this yeah. was and this was actually his first effort. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely you could definitely see some similarities with the character motivations and stuff like that, and some of the uh, some of the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, go ahead, Eric. Whenever you. Uh, I only had a couple. Um, I, I might be saying his last name wrong, but this is how I've always said it. Ryan Felipe, if it's nah. pronounced differently. Hi, I don't he know. apparently was only cast because he was dating Reese Witherspoon at the time. Um, oh, yeah. At least that was like one of the main reasons he got the part. Makes okay. sense. Okay. She was pretty, and wait, then, 97. What did she do? Yeah. She had done Man, I think Man maybe they had done, what's that movie that they did together? The Cruel Intentions or something? Was yes. that before or after? I don't know when that fell into the place, but I think they did it together. So maybe they started. Yeah, doing like it. the remake he of was Dan definitely not, Dangerous, Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one, I basically only included this because me and Katie both noticed this while watching. We thought it was very strange at the very end scene in the boat when she's trying to open the thing, the, the little lever door. And she takes her jacket off. I'm like, oh, of course she's doing that. That was added later because of a continuity error. Oh, yeah. Because she wasn't wearing the jacket at the end. So they went back at the end and added <laughs> that, that last little bit. So instead of she could they could just be like, she took her jacket off. Like I would never have noticed that. But we just assumed they were doing it just because, like, oh, we got to get her in less clothing. So. I actually, that's actually what I thought. I was like, it makes no sense yeah. for her to do that when she's getting into ice. Uh, oh, you I can't just open I, this, but if you use a jacket, you can pull it open. I, now, gen like, I genuinely thought it was for no reason because, I mean, so, so much of the movie, insane. like Ryan Felipe takes his shirt off for no reason other than he was in good shape. And then, like, the, the women, almost yep. every shot is, like, <laughs> belly button exposed. Like, there's just, there's yep. so many. Because I was going to send you all that gif of Michael with, like, the where are all the hot people? But it's like, <laughs> it's just, it's like a good it's a good looking cast um yep and you know running around but i, I still thought most anyway we'll get to that later but uh, and actually i do apologize a very quick insert i thought it was funny that lois duncan her two novels that got adapted or at least the two most famous ones are i know what you did last summer and hotel for dogs hmm. which i thought were uh quite a quite, quite a quite a different uh quite different you know that that hotel for dogs was starring um uh, Lisa Kudrow and Don Cheadle and uh, then you have like this slat anyway just thought that was a funny like yep this is this is what she's known for here's her two most famous 
uh, novel, you know, adaptations of the screen. But mm -hmm. I forgot to mention that, but. Interesting. Eric, did you have more? Things? No, oh, that was it. Oh. That's all I had. Well, I think you can ease your way into, yeah, at the, Eric, you can start noticing. I think Brad was going to start. I, I, we oh, at least okay. let Brad have noticed things. It's, it's his movie. I think he should. We definitely, we definitely watched this as, or at least I watched it as a kid. So I was like, we have noticing, wondering, or anything that we notice as a kid versus watching yeah, yeah. as an adult. Brad, go ahead. Um, and actually, I didn't, I didn't have a ton of noticings. I mean, really, I, I covered a, a couple of them, and it wasn't uh, bad. I mean, one thing I noticed was because we were watching it as a Fourth of July movie this year, and I watched it, I think, last year. I didn't realize how on theme it actually was, and then watching it, knowing. That Kevin Williamson was the same screenwriter that did the faculty and scream. It was definitely uh, pretty easy to notice some of the same dialogue and like uh, a main character with without a father figure or with a uh, difficult home life and then like some of the some of the quirky dialogue where I wouldn't say it's necessarily unrealistic but like it's almost like someone's got like a, a um, a snazzy line in their back pocket you know it's like it's just so, some of that is uh it, it was kind of fun to watch it knowing knowing a screenwriter did one of the most famous slashers of all time so not not anything really stood out it was just kind of fun to be like holy cow it was like fireworks at the very beginning and then they say fourth of july over and over and over I'm, i kind i guess i was kind of under the impression until the last couple of times that we were kind of joking saying it was a fourth of july movie being like no that's the anniversary they say fourth of july over and over and it's even like yeah. one of the final lines so that was that was really it it was just it was more holiday themed than i remembered and and noticing the kevin williamson connection was kind of was kind of fun but i didn't realize he was like kind of a two hit wonder or you know maybe three hit wonder mm -hmm. um you know as far as screenplays go i kind of thought he had done more than that unless you you know obviously count sequels but uh, that was yeah. that was really kind of all i had i will I will throw in real quick in case you have more because you mentioned it as well. This wasn't one of my noticings, but I was talking to Austin before where we were waiting for you to get on um, that, that. No, it was not a shot. We got I'm, on just, I'm, I'm um, just kidding. Because when we were discussing on the last episode, I was questioning that it was 4th of July. I thought, again, oh, yeah. I thought for sure it was in like the Seattle <laughs> Northwest, like Pacific Northwest. And I thought it was cold weather. And then I'm watching it and they're like shoving it down my throat. It's like 4th of July. I mean, they, they mentioned it so <laughs> many times. I'm like, okay, I get it already. It's 4th of July. I was wrong. That's what I'm like, saying. It was more, it was thought, talked about more the, than in the, the, the parade. The yeah. Gosh. Fireworks, like the parade. They say happy 4th of July. They're like, yeah, last year on the 4th of July. Remember when we were celebrating independent? Like, they, they really do. says it for no reason at the very end. He's like, oh, it's a shame. It's 4th of July or whatever. I'm like, that wasn't necessary. Yeah. No, it, it was, I, I noticed that too. It was like comical how much they mentioned it. I'm like, wow, this is this is maybe the most 4th like, of July. You want to shut it down your throat. That's 4th of July and North Carolina. At some, yeah, at some time. Yeah. At some point, they mentioned the 5th <clears> of July, which was awesome that, that yeah. I watched it today. Like, it was, it was definitely one of the most obvious ones. Well, Brad, I uh, know Eric's answer to this, but Brad, did you did you what did you know where this took place? Like, let's say, growing up or like 10, 15 years ago, if you ever rewatched it, if it was if someone quizzed you and said, uh, "I know what you did last summer," it takes place where? Did you have had had you known the? Would you have known the the setting of this? No, even if you had asked me a couple months ago, I wouldn't have known because no no one sound. I mean, maybe. To some of the Anne, townspeople, I guess. Anne, uh, Anne Hesh really. has. Anne, Anne Hesh, she did a pretty unconvincing. Like kind of a backwoods rednecky. It looked yeah. like they were like, "Hey, let's but let's try to make this sounded normal." 
they try to make it look like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like they were trying to yeah, recreate really that, did. but not quite as over the top. But okay, I mean, I knew Eric. Yeah, thought that too, and I thought but, but no, I would not. I would not have. Sorry, that was a long way to say no. I did not know it was supposed to be in the South. This. Yeah, Pacific Northwest yeah. because I think the opening scene has a very I don't know what Seattle vibe to it. Like yeah, it, when, it they're, when they're having their like this like little private beach area and all this kind of stuff where they're telling their urban legends or whatever that has a Pacific Northwest where I feel like sometimes it might have a New England vibe with just like people staying home to be you know to be kind of a working class fisherman maybe because it gives off like a yeah Jaws vibe or something like the the townspeople uh and the fishermen but yeah North Carolina doesn't really give much of a vibe too but um sorry I think Eric yeah you go ahead wait no all right or whatever oh yeah you go ahead all yeah, mine are like really short like literally just like quick noticings kind of okay. um first off was shout out to Rusty from Christmas Vacation oh <laughs> um he will be making an appearance in the good or bad acting spoiler alert oh okay i have a um, note on him as well okay it was bad but <laughs> yeah he, he, he i didn't i didn't buy him either but that's okay uh i i want to know who were the bikers i just like take notes literally as i'm watching it so like it kind of goes in order of the movie typically like who are those random bikers at the high school party when they're taking shots and they like almost get in a fight and there's random like biker dudes there who just shove them and then that's kind of it thought that was strange um <laughs> i didn't think about that i don't know where jennifer love hewitt was in her career at this point but i feel like a good reason she got this was because she screams very well oh my gosh Shout she screams so much in that the movie. seinfeld uh you scream good but like, <laughs> it's like it it is it's and it was annoying but like she does like she has a good horror movie scream and she does it all the time in both movies especially so at the I end like obviously her looks probably played a part too but and her acting to an extent i mean at the, I, at the i didn't think i didn't think she was bad it was just the at the end it was a little grating because it was a lot of it was just a, lot, was a of lot of screaming and she didn't fight much it was screaming. like yeah it was like it was two it was one versus two at the end and she's every time she was in danger she just screamed like screaming yeah. while grabbing something to hit him with or something like that but it was like come on like 1998 they were self-aware enough to kind of avoid the trope of like the damsel in distress but she kind of was you know she was like freddie prince jr was mostly doing the uh you know the fighting and she was just like every time she would see him she would just scream i'm like I, I, that's the only time i really noticed it was at the end it was like four times in a row of like inactive and then screaming not running away not grabbing oh, yeah. that's what it, it was like it was like of, they got lazy with the dialogue and instead of giving her a line they're like no nah, i just have her scream again for no reason we don't need to have her actually say words <sighs> yep all right eric you can keep so going. um i thought it, this maybe could have gone under the funny parts but i thought it was funny that um sarah michelle i don't know any of the characters names so i'm just going by their actors uh, name. helen i know sarah michelle her name is was... helen because i did helen shivers oh, that's helen right. shivers yeah. such a weird oh, okay. name <laughs> Helen and she LK was still Shivers. wearing the crown pretty late in the night during the the incident. I just thought that was funny that she's oh, still yeah. wearing it after all this is going down. Their lives are changing. They think they killed somebody, and she still got the crown on. Like I mean, I did think that was no, I didn't think that was supposed to be funny. Like they were out partying. I, I think was, so too. And yeah. then then she's like, "My crown." Like I agree with you, but I think that was at least supposed to be. Well, like, the crown, uh, the her freaking out about the crown. I figured she was more. I I'm trying to give her credit that she just didn't want. A dead man to have her crown in her hand because that'd be evidence. Well, that, that could be. That could be. Yes. Um, but I thought that anyways, was like almost okay. playful, like, oh, I've got to have it. But yeah, I, I, I it absolutely probably, noticed. I know. I, I, I know. Like, oh, that's too. dumb. I thought it was funny. Like, I legitimately. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. I um, noticed it too. So you're, you're probably. Right. Let's see. 
the slicker and the hook is a great look and probably underrated. I feel like in the horror scene of like costumes and, and weapons, I feel like it does. I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Elsa, pretty dumb. And like, that's your sister during the, the mannequin scene. And you're taking absolutely your sweet time to get to the door when you can tell she's in distress. Like, what well, are you doing? Do you, like, do you know who that is, by the way? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, she, she, she made a list. Player. There's a reason that she's in that movie and that she's an actor because she was Wait, not She's good. been in things before. What is she? she was she's she's married to a tennis, a, a tennis player that we know. Who? I, I was going to let you guess. I don't know. She's okay, not married okay. to the big three, Murray. Okay. God, no. He, he's close to a big three. He's up there. Uh, all right. So who's who's outside of the big three of Avrinka? No, uh, historically speaking, on men's side. Sampras. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's yeah, married she's, to Peter. Oh, from, I don't really know. The girl from, from, uh, she, she, she was in like an Adam. She? she was like an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, Billy Madison. Madison. Okay. I mean, I don't even think. To be fair, to be fair, she's not that great. She's not that great. She's all right, but the character was was just poorly written. All she all she does is say sarcastic, rude, like I don't know, poorly written teenage cut downs to her sister, and then take half an hour to get to the door when her sister is yelling in a clear emergency. So I don't. I mean, part of it is she's not that great of an actor. Part of it was the character was just annoying and didn't have anything to do other than to say. Be crappy cut downs and do, and do yeah be jealous and say and say stupid lines and not move very fast so i it, part yeah, of it was so, yeah, yeah i thought she was bad too but i, I put in parentheses elsa froze yeah i was like and she ah, was, nice, oh, nice, nice. Nice. Well about her. but um but yeah it's like she didn't do yeah i hate whenever a character is like they have that in like one of the friday 13ths where like you know jason's got like an axe ready to kill her kill a character and like all they do is scream and just like accept their fate like no just go to another door why did you have to go into her like she's (laughs) taking too long keep running you're in public um i think the rest of them i can sum up quickly because it all like i think austin briefly mentioned is just typical horror movie like dumb mistakes being made why did sarah michelle geller turn around to look back at the alley when she she was was so close from freedom (laughs) and she gave the 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 fisherman a chance to come out and kill her whatever um and then even more importantly again we'll probably touch on this more when we get to scenes and whatnot but the finale when she's on the boat when jennifer love hewitt's on the boat with the fisherman she realizes that and they're like five feet from a dock jump off the boat and get and swim like what are we doing here why like even even before even when you're deep in the water i'd still jump out and take my chances there than being on a boat with a killer yeah made no sense to me so that was, or the fact that she meets a guy who's clearly a, a creep, and he's like, "Get on the boat," and she's like, "Yes, yes, I will." <laughs> after after he knocks her friend out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That whole scene just made no. Get sense. on, get on the then boat, child. Okay. My my last uh, one, only because I don't know where else to put this, and it has nothing to do with this movie, but I it came to my head, so I put it down. The sequel, I still know what you did last summer. Shouldn't it be? I still know what you did multiple summers ago. It wasn't last summer yes. at that point. Well, at the, well, if it was the summer after this, he's, he's not talking about the original summer now. Now he's talking about whenever they attempted to kill him from the second summer. So now, mm, so now I don't like that answer. No. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Is I know what you no, because this time he said I know I what still... you did the summer of whatever year. Oh, I, yeah, think I, guess I think it's, 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 I said I'm I'm still aware of what you did in midsummer of 1998. I still feel like it. Should I guess they get to say I know what you did and the word summer, and she's gonna know what they're referring to. F you for F you for what you did that one time. 
<laughs> yeah. I think they should have just, it should have been more, I don't know. I mean, I, technically I at the end of this movie, it goes two years beyond the summer. Oh, but at the very yeah. end. And, and it, but I like that it just said, I still oh. know. I like that he shortened it. That's true. Maybe, You're right. That's, maybe when did, he ran into the, because I noticed his handwriting was really neat in the shower, but mm. also like, but it was also just, I still know. I, th- I like that he was, that he, true. that he was quick. I still know that also you could have made the sequel. I still know. He might have been trying to say, I still know what you did. He was like, I still, then he heard her walk in. It was like, oh shit, I gotta go. And just like, or he was like, wait, the rest. what was that year? Two summer? <laughs> how, do I, how do I word this? I can't just say last summer. It wasn't last summer anymore. That, so. that might have been it. He got his years mixed up and was like, ah, I still know it was good enough. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll just say, I still know. <clears throat> She'll get vague. the gist. All right, Austin, that's all I had. I got a lot. So, all right. Um, first one is, uh, yeah, what, I've heard some people talk about, they think Julie James is a weak final girl. And that a lot of people think that Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, Helen Shivers had uh, actually more of an interesting backstory and potential character growth as being, you know, presented at first as like, you know, a beauty obsessed uh, kind of a whatever, you know, kind of a dumb blonde 90s trope. Uh, but then that she actually was given more layers and in uh, depth and that she would have made a more interesting final girl and just want to get a quick survey of you and Brad and what are your thoughts on Julie James as a final girl and just in general compared to other slashers and would Helen slash, you know, get with Sarah Michelle Gellar, would she have made a better substitute? I, I will say I had, I had heard that a lot. So I was specifically looking for it. I actually thought that I, I can't, I'm like Eric, I don't know what their actual names are, even though you just said them. So my Ju- bad. Julie and Helen. Julie and Helen. I'm probably just going to say Jennifer Love Hewitt if that's all right. So yeah. thank you for helping, Damn but I'm just going to say, yeah, that's it's a whole thing. But I actually thought Jennifer Love Hewitt mm-hmm. was was a interesting character. She's she's going out and doing the field work and trying to put together the mystery, which I did feel like that was a whole story with well this and this and exposition. And let's go to this house and Billy Blue and the boat and the man. It's actually this guy. This guy's dead and the bike. I thought it was a whole thing, but I liked the fact that she went out and was trying to figure it out and put all that stuff together and went through all this crap that no. Like I actually thought she was a good character. I just thought they kind of dropped the ball on her at the end. Like I. I mean, I know you could argue that's a big part of her character that after Sarah Sarah Michelle Geller gets killed, Jennifer Love Hewitt has a crappy ending on the boat. That's a, that's a bad ending. But I actually thought she was a good final girl until she was technically the final girl, which I realized that might be an oxymoron. But I liked her character. I just thought the ending was poor. But I, I liked the fact that she was she she started off you know, kind of, it's just her and Freddie Prince Jr. She doesn't really want to get into much of this stuff. And, and she, she's very reluctant to even be involved at all, but then she like dives into it and she's trying to figure out what's going on and solve the mystery. I just thought, I just thought they did a good job with her until the last like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I, I would still say she was pretty good. I would have slightly preferred Sarah Michelle Geller, but even then I thought they were pretty, I really thought they were pretty even. So I felt like if they had chosen Sarah Michelle Geller, based on the ending, they probably would have written her a crappy ending too. So I, I honestly think yeah. it was, I honestly mm-hmm. think it was pretty even. And then the that's ending, writing. Bad. The, I, that's, the that's ending what I, I, she didn't mess that up. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I think it, if they even Sarah Michelle Geller, hey, your script for the five for the last five minutes is run around and scream and remove your jacket for no reason. Sarah Michelle Geller, even though I think she's a little bit of a better actor, I don't think she could have done any more I than Jennifer Love. I think I think it was a similar character arc for both of them and i think that wasn't well, similar but i think they were both pretty strong and then they dropped the ball at the end and i think that would have happened with any, either one of them based on what i saw so i actually think it was i think it's a slight overreaction based on how good the character i think the character was good for 90 percent of the movie 
I agree. I, I agree that maybe I'm biased towards JLH, but also I, uh, Brad kind of touched on all of this. So I will just add, I guess, was that kind of meant to, like, because you had these two, I don't know if either of them were big names at that point, but like, was that kind of a twist when, when Sarah Michelle Geller was killed or people were like, Whoa, I thought she was the final girl. Like, no, I think they presented, Ju- they, I think they presented Julie or, you know, JLH as the final girl. Cause she was the, she was the smart one. And I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek. Cause I don't think Helen was a dumb character, but like, you know, she's at a beauty pageant. They show Julie and, uh, Freddie, uh, 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 Ray is uh, no, no, sorry, Ray is uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Him saying, like, Mm -hmm. he kind of joking about being intimidated by her intellect or whatever, and she was going to law school, I think, or whatever. So, like, she's the smart, she's the smart one. So, and even though I don't think she was virginal, but they had already kind of disposed of that, uh, that, that storyline and uh, and scream. But, uh, from that beach, it seemed like that was the case until the night of the incident. Oh, oh no no i'm well i meant yeah she wasn't virginal by the time things really got going with the the hit oh. and run uh like the majority of the story she was uh you know by traditional standards was yeah was no was longer the quote unquote girl. good girl between the two of them yeah i was stumbling on that one but yeah basically but, i think they presented her as the clear heroine and uh sarah michelle geller as the you know the the ditzier one by again those standards but uh i actually kind of compromised and thought it would actually be interesting because scream had two killers why couldn't they could have said like julie and helen be the two like have two final girls um yeah. instead, of, instead of keeping ray alive he was kind of uh yeah he, he was pretty ray off early yeah <laughs> um but i was like yeah, he, he wasn't yeah I didn't, I didn't think he was very interesting especially with uh, julie and helen going on the like Anne hesh backwoods investigation all that like they could have made a good team. I'm not saying they would survive if they you know, made two or three of these movies, but like at least for the first one, I think they could have just had both because they were both different enough characters, but also interesting enough. And now, yeah, I'm not anti one or the other. I think Julie James as a character gets a little harsher criticism, maybe because she's <clears throat> just uh, kind of a sad sack for some of this from some of the episode or for some of the movie, which makes sense because she, I think she actually did a decent job being kind of depressed of a year of being like, I should have, you know, been eaten away at guilt uh, with guilt and everything. Well, but, and also who wouldn't be sad if you looked so atrociously yeah. ugly what how uh, she looked when they flashed to a year later. Oh, that was just going to um, be a rough one. Jennifer Love Hewitt, she didn't look great. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that is combed her hair. Stri- her hair was very straight down, but yeah. um, I thought they uh, looked great. This I think <laughs> I think Eric and Brad they might have something to say. As good as the job as they could do to make her look ugly. Um, I think they could have done more with Max's character. And I'm not saying necessarily with Johnny, yeah. because stuff, but I feel like setting him up as like, obviously he was very antagonistic toward Ray of being like, Oh, you got the rich kid thing down or whatever. Like, like why set up such a backstory for them to be antagonizing and Oh, maybe Max could be the killer to kill him off. Um, and you're like, as, I don't know, it just didn't make sense why they killed him off. But then I looked into it a little bit more and apparently later, uh, maybe whenever the stupid fisherman decided to s- display uh clippings of every newspaper about them and picture about them um i think on one of those pictures it showed that he had followed the teenagers down to the pier whenever they were talking to max and i think that apparently that was like covering a plot hole of the fishermen then saw the four people that for sure were guilty of the hit and run talking to johnny galecki or max 
And therefore, oh, maybe this guy was at the scene of the crime that night, so I'm going to kill him too because the, the fisherman should not have been targeting Max because he was, he was a dick, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing anything. He didn't do anything wrong, nor did he know anything during that uh, the hit and run. And then this had nothing to do with the movie more than just the actor, but yeah, who would have predicted with Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Ryan Philippe, um, and uh, Freddie Prince Jr., all pretty big names back then, or at least from there to like the early 2000s that Johnny Galecki who played Max would have the better career when it comes to I'm sure him, whatever he's worth just from Big Bang and however much yeah. money he made it's just funny whenever you th- see how you know like watching Brian Cranston on Seinfeld or whatever it's just like he's a smaller character and now he's some like respected actor um, as he should be but like Johnny Galecki I'm like he's worth more than any of those probably all of them combined like just from big bang alone of how much he's made because i mean yeah Fre- well you have freddie prince jr and sarah michelle geller who have pretty much retired and like the last like 20 years they've been mar- they've been married and had like you know a quiet life with like yeah. the- raising their kids and ryan philippe has not been uh, he's done small Is this philippe? i think it's philippe but i don't know um i'm not correcting i'm, I'm guessing you're right you said it so confidently but i just i didn't know that's, the, that's the way to roll is to say it confidently and people think you're right but no i i don't know it, it, it um, worked because you kept on saying it like you were politely what's, correcting what's uh, max's name again Some, what galecki johnny johnny johnny, johnny galecki, johnny galecki. Ru- obviously galecki. you know him from christmas vacation of course but um but eric's about to google how much he's worth but i uh you know, <laughs> those are not those are not accurate by the way but i am going to do it What's oh what what which part is What's that? Not accurate? Well, he's it's usually the net worth is way off usually. Oh, I thought you were just calling Austin out saying that's not going to be right. No, no, I'm saying even if it I, I, if it proves Austin right, I'm definitely going to say it's inaccurate. If it proves uh, me right, if it I'll, proves, I'll, I'll say it's him wrong. You'd be like, wrong. I take I take it back. It's right. The amount he's of got money a net he's... worth of a hundred million according to this website. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad. I feel like Jennifer, maybe I'm just way too. What has she done Jennifer since? since I, mean, I she don't know. She's, she's done like 911 as like a smaller role. And that's like a 22 million for her. Yeah. So, okay. So, so far I'm on track to be completely. Sarah right. Michelle Gellar is right. only at, yeah, Sarah, like, Michelle, Sarah Michelle's only at 30. And she really Brady at 30. Prince is at 30. So they're all combined to be less Ooh. than him. And less, less than Ryan. There's no, no way I'm Ryan Philippe is worth that much. He's, what is he Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe. Is they're worth. all. 30 is what I'm saying. That's pretty awesome that it's like almost exactly literally they're all they all made 30 million other than JLH somehow made less. Uh but yeah, Galecki. I just I, well, I knew I knew it was a I big mean, show, but I didn't I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of it, shows. but it was on for like 20 years. And I know, sure. but I didn't realize they got that rich off that. Well, and, and plus so, it's, it's it's in syndication and aren't they yeah, making a sh- okay. do you think they're making money off of that? Young Sheldon show probably, probably. is a spin-off. I mean, again, I wasn't necessarily saying I thought Austin was for sure wrong. I just oh no, I, was, I wasn't. Right I heard it, so I wanted to confirm. I mean, I it sounds and like you were way it, right, but yeah, I, it wasn't that I was doubting him. It was more like I guess I was surprised. I guess I would have thought some of them would have been worth more, but at the same That's time, all hit. four of them, I we grew up around them. They're early two thousands, like they were around a lot. So I, the other thing mind, is, we're assuming that stars. Austin. We what what we're what we're not saying is Austin clearly looked that up. Well, it's funny, yeah, I, obviously. <laughs> it's funny they say that too, because I would have, it sounds like I'd actually be a little bit wrong because if it's 30, 30, 30, 20, then that's like a, what, 110 million um, versus his 100 million. But I, my actual first um, statement that's was individual. How, how much, yeah, I, said, I thought I said how much they're worth actually combined, but. Um, no, you, you did, either way, I will say, I would, 
I'm still going to count you as being right. Cause and I'm I saying current guessed, day standards too. If someone was higher, if, if we're looking at what they're worth today, not Jennifer Love Hewitt back in 2003, when she might've made her last like real big hit. And I'm not even trying to be mean to her. Like really since in the last 20 years, has she led a movie? She hasn't done um, hardly anything. Yeah. Um, and then also, but, but you're right. Like at the time, nobody would have guessed that it would even be close. Cause he had done what Christmas vacation and he That's wasn't the lead of that. And then this, and he was very far in the back of that. And they were all up and comers. But yeah, I mean, Felipe, or Fel, however you say his name, Ryan, shows oh, up. Felipe, in, it sounds cooler. Eric Google. I, I, Ryan Felipe. I, I don't care. He's Felipe. No, he, I don't want to Google it because it's going to That sounds stupid. He, I feel like the last time I saw him was like the Lincoln Lawyer in like, in like a pretty big role. And that was like 10 years ago. And I know he's been in other stuff. I've always thought he was an okay actor. He plays similar Usually he's kind of a rich a-hole, but like, I don't think he's bad. He's just, he plays a, in between cruel intentions and this and the, and the crash. And usually he's kind of, he, but he's all right. And the part is just kind of, he's kind of knows his lane, but. Um, but yeah, I still have a few more. So I'll try to get uh, some of these are yeah more conversational. Some of them are just points that are probably aren't terribly interesting sometimes, but uh already kind of said, why did the fisherman kill Max and Elsa? But I guess Elsa, wrong place, wrong time. It wasn't like he sought her out or anything. Um, so I'll kind of let that one go. But uh, Max oh, yeah. but Max would have been a good, an escape goat, as Michael Scott would say, for the fisherman to be like, hey, let's pin it on this little, you know, Griswold kid and let him, let them fight it out amongst themselves. But instead he kills the person that could have been the killer. But um, yeah, whenever Ryan Philippe gets uh, hit and starts screaming, help me when he's on the ground, uh, this might be a stupid question, but why couldn't he get up? It seems like whenever he was in the hospital, he just had a broken arm and nothing was on top of him and the adrenaline of a guy with the, you know, the, the fisherman coming over him. I, you know, like it wasn't like anything heavy was on him. And it really, again, it shows him in the hospital. It's like he has a he has a cast on his arm, and you just feel like if you're about to die, even if you have a broken leg, you're gonna scream "Help me!" Yes, but you feel like you'll scream "Help me!" and be at least crawling away or getting something to fight with, rather than just lying on his back like he did. Um, it seems like he could have fought more when he wasn't as he. It seems like his injuries were just arm related, but um, yeah, I, I will say I. If you don't mind me piggybacking, I'll, no, I'll honestly be brief. I did notice that too. I felt like a couple things, and this I thought was a little bit weak. I thought, honestly, killing Johnny Galecki, the only thing that did was serve the plot because I, I agree. There was no reason to do it. You could, I mean, they tried to say, oh, he saw him with us or whatever. I kind of just thought it was because that was a red herring. And so he, like, it, the killer knew that he had nothing to do with it, but it was like, oh, wait, is it Max? Oh, no. It's not. I almost waited for like the, you remember in Scream, like the, now do you believe me that the Johnny Depp yeah. knockoff guy yeah. says, I almost waited for for, for Rusty to be like, now do you believe it's not me, guys? See, Max is innocent. Like, I, I, it wasn't a bad kill, but it just wasn't that good. And I felt like that was like, oh, the audience knows it's not, it's not Max now. Like, I don't think he really needed to kill him, but it was like, he walks by and puts the hook in the ice all dramatically and then gets killed a moment later. That felt like that was the only reason. And and it was, but it was, that's our, what's it called? A red herring. And then it's nope, never mind. It's on him. And then uh, Ryan Felipe or whatever. uh, I felt like at that point, we were both wrong by the way. What is it? Can y'all hear this? If I play this on my phone, probably. Ryan Philippi. 
Philippi. No, get out of here. How do we know that's what Google says? Philippi. I I don't like. What no, you need to try no. to what you need to try to find is like a Conan or Jay Leno or whatever, like introducing them because I feel like if they hear someone introduce, it is Philippi. it is not Philippi. I'm gonna just keep saying Philippi because that's pronouncing it. Ryan, that you already knew. What? No, it is not. We need to drop whatever. That. We should hopefully, drop whatever. Hopefully, hopefully we're getting the Ryan part right. I'm just going to keep saying Felipe because that's what I've always said. Okay. Felipe is uh, what I think it is as well. And it sounds cool. Uh, the part with yes. him and, and the guy toying with him, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like that was, I, I don't know. I I, 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 I will think, say this is this is not a major. Well, anyway, sorry, I'll finish your turn. My bad. Keep going. Well, I think whatever we need to do, we need to stop and write our first draft of a scary movie using that voice that Eric just had on his phone. That was a pretty cool voice. <laughs> that, that was um, pretty good. That was pretty get, good. And, 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 and the irony is we should, we, should get, we should get Ryan Philippi to be in the movie. How do you um, pronounce your name? Yeah. That, that, was, that <laughs> um, was pretty good. But I did not that. <laughs> and I also, I know Brad already touched on this, but I had a little note about Julie uh, plugging a new... Uh, a new spinoff for Dawson's Creek, uh, Dawson's Beach, coming soon. Uh, yeah, that would have been. Uh, I was like, I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, they're definitely doing a reference to Dawson's uh, Dawson's Creek there. And then a quick, <laughs> just a more societal thing. But like 1997 is when this movie was. Thinking 1997, what the laptops look like from Julie's, like whenever she's doing her investigation, it's a you know pretty generic looking basic 90s laptop. But you think 1997, ten years later is when the iPhone came out. It was just one of those kind of moments where you're like thinking about how much changed within 10, just 10 years of, you know, what kind of investigation Julie James did in 97 versus what she could have done in 07. So just, oh, you know, yeah. just an interesting or somewhat interesting thing. I skipped one there. Um, was, oh yeah, it's probably one for Eric, who's our baseball, more of a, the baseball guy out of the three of us for sure. But uh, Sarah Michelle Geller or Helen's dad was watching classic, was he watching a classic baseball game? Because that game that he looked like he was watching looked way older than 97. I didn't know if you noticed. Yeah, the TVs back in the day were pretty rough. I thought that was live TV. <sighs> I was yeah, trying I to figure was, that I out. Like, I think it was the jerseys or whatever that looked old more than the graininess because I knew that. He's watching the Cubs. Was he not watching the Cubs? It was hard to tell. Uh, and that might have been nineties because it would have just it was what Cubs or Braves that was pretty much all you could get WGN True. or we should have looked uh, to see if it was WGN or TBS it wasn't the yeah. Braves I would have noticed that but although yeah. North Carolina is Braves country so it could have been but actually I thought I just assumed it was yeah with Braves because of the North Carolina thing and uh, but I thought you maybe but knew those are the two teams in the nineties you could always watch oh I'm I'm now I kind of want to go back it is, and watch yeah it, it wasn't quality of TV or quality of like the graininess I just thought like the jerseys looked older and I, I was about to criticize it. I was like well they had ESPN Classic by then like they, I think they had it by then so they could he could have been watching an old game from the eighties or something but. Um, and then thinking of Eric as well, Eric usually points out like, especially with like Michael Myers, like the behind the scenes of Michael Myers, like going around setting up the, the carefully setting up the, yeah, the, the bodies and everything. I, I just thought it would be, I say it's always funny to picture the fisherman carefully and apparently silently, like in Sarah Michelle Geller's bedroom, like carefully cutting her hair when she's not, when she's sleeping <laughs> and put and put and the, the worst one was. Uh, the, the behind the scenes like seeing a, a fake deleted scene of the fisherman putting crabs and Max's entire freaking body in a trunk. And watch, then going back to and then that. watching. Yeah, I was like, assuming, up pretty assume, perfectly. Yeah, I was gonna say, assuming that he's watching from afar behind a bush, waiting for her to react and gives himself like a little fist bump, and then goes over there yep. and sneakily cleans it all up and puts the tools that were back in the trunk, or unless it was art, you know, unless Max's body was on top of the trunk or on top of the tools. It's like that's how he didn't lot. look wet or. 
They didn't Bloody look wet. Like they look or, clean. Um, I, I, yeah. Now, I assume based on how clever he was with the other placements that he like hired a company, not to remove the body. That would have been too suspicious. But like but once he got the body out, then he, then he hired somebody to go clean the car. What was afterwards. the time frame between her seeing it and her bringing the friends over? Like, two, like two minutes. Like, not even that so according good. to the movie. It's well, no, in real <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's, so it's so fast. It's so fast. No, and not... Not in movie time, but yeah, and in the in the universe, there was it. Looks like she runs hour? right into the house. But she she's not in the car, so I guess that depends. I I thought she was right. I, we have to look at that again. But I thought she was right outside of Sarah Michelle Gellar's house because remember she had just woken up screaming because, because of her hair being cut. And uh, and Sarah and I thought Hewitt went from. We're just calling her by her last name. Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, went from. Uh, I thought we were talking tennis or something. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about a printer. Uh, okay uh <laughs> julie james uh looked like she went straight from screaming of course and not taking a picture which again you probably don't have a camera on you but uh screaming to going over to ryan philippe or whatever philippe uh <laughs> uh we feel like every Philippe. Episode, every episode we have Phil- at least Phil- one Phil- last name we Phil- can't Phil- um i know philippe is better but um anyway he should go by felipe because it sounds way cooler especially like in the showbiz like go by felipe but yeah, that, I saw that'd be funny to, watch, to actually see him do some of those behind the scenes things. Uh, and I noticed that uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan P, uh, <laughs> with, uh, came over and punched Freddie Prince Jr. with his broken arm. Like he didn't use his left arm. He, he, I was like, I don't know if that's a, uh, I don't know if that's a, a goof or showing how uh, Ryan is such a, a bad, yeah, arrogant. It, yeah, it's like, it's like he didn't even say "ow" or like shake his arm a little bit. Like he, like he just broke that. At, you know. Anyway. Um, uh, I never realized how late into the movie that Sarah Michelle Gellar's character is killed. I always thought that she got killed off like halfway through the movie. Like, and there's like, there's like 20 minutes left in the movie and you're including the the credits. It's probably like yeah, if, 13 minutes before the credits come. I always thought yeah. she died with a good chunk left. Yeah, I only so have she one really more. made it one almost more, final girl. She was pretty close to final girl. Like that's. I mean, Philippe didn't. Or Phil, yeah, what? Um, he died. Uh, Barry died. <laughs> not, I don't know why. I was like, now I'm saying it so much. With what was his name? Barry. Just call him Barry. Barry oh yeah, and, and actually, Barry's not a bad name. He seemed like a Barry. He this. He did. Yeah, Barry. Like Barry. Barry and they said his name a lot because they were. Thinking, he got scolded in like every in like every thirty seconds. Yeah. He was doing something. So we can say Barry. The All last right. one I had was kind of picking back on what kind of what Brad said is like when Julie heard a. A, a guy on the dock say easy child that should have been kind of a red flag this guy's kind of a creep like who refers yeah. to like a i guess me she, by his standards like teenager whatever she is is kind of like a child in his eyes or whatever but like you know like she's it's still like an adult pretty much it's like i mean she's in college or whatever but like saying easy child is such a creepy thing to say and then getting onto the boat with him um, right like well what was the what was the plan like let's just say Freddie Prince was the bad guy at that point. So, so the good guy knocks him out. And now to escape the guy that he knocked out, we're going to get on a boat and go sailing. Like, I just thought that was, yeah. that that's, that was it another point. Sense. Anyway, I, I know we're getting onto the the yeah, ending, but like, sense. I just, it, it, it really didn't. And which again, didn't, that's why it didn't track. She had been a good potential final girl up until then, but that was, that, that was just strange. Okay. Now that my, now that the, the yeah, guy who's been my friend forever is knocked out, let's, let's sail away to safety with this guy who I don't, no um what about theme or message brad because this is your pick what do you think the message they're conveying uh uh, (laughs) eric what do you think you want me to go i I I have one yeah i have something uh don't drink and drive don't Uh, try to hide a 
if you do hit somebody like wait for the car like everything that's, that's, they did that was that, that was a good the, that's, that's a good theme don't drink and drive and if you do don't try to hide it don't from drink the and drive don't drink and drive <laughs> and if you ever hit anybody and actually kill somebody don't try to throw them over a cliff into the water uh, Austin, Austin, everything you and they I did in that opening scene don't do that we should don't we shouldn't try, we shouldn't we should not try to follow that up. That's the best theme for any movie. I ever. have one. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I try to, I try to mainly don't drink and drive though. Is what I mean, but Fred, wasn't Freddie wasn't Freddie sober? I know that's actually the thing is Eric. Oh, he, dang, he, right, yeah, I was like, right. he followed it. He was okay, actually pretty honest. Okay. Your theme, don't your theme your was worse friend. than Ralphie's in the Christmas Story. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't even have. Don't one. try to cover up a <laughs> a murder. That's good, Eric. That was good. An don't, accidental don't manslaughter. I, I feel address like, your address your problems. I feel like most yeah. themes and messages are supposed <laughs> to be fairly most themes and messages are supposed to be fairly universal. So I think the zero point zero percent or one percent of people that are thinking about hiding a body, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> we can give a message to them. But I think it was more about guilt and living in the past as the themes and messages that oh, can like that can. Mine, I, I, no offense, Austin, is, but I like I like Eric's better. <laughs> Yeah. so so don't <laughs> don't sweep uh, things under the rug don't kill people and don't drink and drive i mean what we're don't kill we people but if don't, you do, don't kill people but if you do be honest about it and no if actually what kill it is, somebody, is make sure they're really dead that's the best actually yeah also oh. make sure they're really dead don't let them grab your crown if you happen to be wearing a crown like a that's lot of true. things um uh, i can start with a quote and we'll just take turns uh i can go then eric then brad i feel like we're um, all gonna have one of them so and it's one of the main ones. Some of them were serious and some of them were probably sure will be funny. But the first one of mine is serious is he's already dead. If we call the police, we're dead too. Uh from the opening scene. So not a funny one, just like a dramatic line that stuck out. Eric, Brad, you go next. Come oh, okay. uh, I don't know if I would say this one's good. Or, I don't know if it was good or bad. I just I kind of enjoyed this one. It felt very Kevin Williamson slash like teen comment. But when uh Jennifer Love Hewitt says, guys, hi, I'm on sexist over load oh, yeah. as it is kill the commentary that just yeah, that, that, that felt that high. felt like not what something that a teenager would necessarily say that felt like that Kevin felt Williamson. like uh and a, well it just felt like an adult writing a teenager line like it wasn't awful but that one stood out as like yeah, okay i'm gonna jot that one down that's that's a little not even I, a bad I, I almost, line, I almost wrote that down because yeah it was kind of a self-aware type thing of like yeah calling out guys for being sexist toward the yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it, it wasn't bad and they were being sexist so like i didn't but it was you almost know, like I, let's throw that one in i no, I, I liked it saying. but it was no i was saying it just came off as self-aware i was agreeing i was agreeing with you not saying, oh yeah okay, i wasn't I saying why she said it i was saying from Kevin Williamson's kind of self-aware self standpoint, it made sense and it felt very. You could you could definitely tell it was written by a screenwriter who was writing his first movie who wouldn't who that would definitely wouldn't get released until after a movie directed by Wes Craven came out first and became a big hit and then later a, on so it would be about a some. So a screen a screenwriter, not a screenwriter then. So Eric, oh, Eric, I puns. might I might know which one you're gonna say. So go ahead. I was Eric. like, I can't believe I know we're not actually drafting this, but I I, I was glad to go third because I wanted to give either, especially Brad. The chance to take this one uh -oh. i'll be surprised if y'all still don't have this one written or maybe i just uh -oh, maybe not though i'll call the cops on your college quarterback ass from matt like that was oh so that was so bad stupid of a line like why did you need to say that why who said that who said that max says that after ryan oh that's right was, was that is, were that were they reminding us 
when he's like wanting to yell at him and stuff, I'll call the cops on you. He's I'll call the cops on your college quarterback ass. Like we just had to throw that out there that he's playing. Did they want to remind us that he was a, that, that, that one did feel, that one did feel. Honestly, Max had a lot of good lines. I didn't write the other ones down. I'll see if y'all have them, but he had, he had a handful of good lines, but that one, I mean, I laughed out loud when I heard that and immediately wrote it down. Cause I'm like, that is so unnecessary, but so funny. Well, Eric, well, Eric and his... And, I only have one more, so... Oh, I have three more, but none of them are really as fun. None of them are really that funny, but um, I have the what are you waiting for that Julie says, because I actually never liked that line. Um, always felt like it... I always felt like it was it's trying really to bad. be... It was trying to be... Bad, so that, that one was bad, especially with and the overhead shot. And they bring it back, shot. and I still... I was, gonna, I was about to bring it up, but Eric, yeah, Eric and Katie just watching that, I was going to say the second one especially is like, come on, don't make this like a thing that you they do put her in the line in that one, though. I don't, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah they uh yeah this always felt very forced and then we're hearing that a child possibly was the one that came up with this line i'm like okay that kind of makes sense it's just it's just like why you suddenly start screaming at the suburban trees around you even though there's a good chance that the fisherman was still lurking there finishing his like trunk cleanup or whatever uh little prank that he did earlier with the crabs maybe he did actually hear her he probably and did, but he's maybe coming um, out there because she's saying come out. Yeah, I mean, he maybe thought about it, but Brad, uh, go yeah. ahead. I liked the. I actually liked this one, the delivery by Ryan Philip or Felipe or whatever. When he's like, "Oh, you got oh, a letter? Sorry. I got run over. Oh, Helen got her hair <laughs> chopped off. Julie, Julie gets a body in the trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced." I actually, <laughs> I actually enjoy. Line. I actually enjoyed Ryan's delivery, and I thought that was a pretty good. <clears throat> I thought that was a pretty good line. That was a good line. It's like when Michael Scott says he got a, an angry letter when everyone else got their tires, uh, the air out of their tires or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got an angry letter. You guys suck or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> you'll never come together as a team. <laughs> as a team, and avenge me. Because you, that is why you suck. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, go ahead with. The, I think your last. Just one. back to me. This is my last one. I feel like there's more, but I just didn't write. I don't know. Uh, I had come in the back and I'll let you do things to me when she was trying to get uh, Barry in the backseat to not drink uh, uh, drunk. <laughs> and, and, and because it worked. I thought that was good. Yeah, was obviously, yeah. yeah that's like, <laughs> a pretty good one. I mean, let's be honest. A t- a t- any teenager, whether they were drinking or not, would have fallen for that. Let's just, Absolutely, just be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh, wait. Yeah, it's my turn. Uh, whenever Ray and Barry and them see the fisherman, uh, no, they see a picture of uh, the Egan, whatever his name is, uh, shoot billy no no that's not right yeah ah yep this was this was my next one go ahead i uh, was like that that's him huh hard to believe that's the guy and uh ray says that and barry's like yeah his face isn't splattered all over the road dumbass uh, so <laughs> it, was, it was he was just so mean to ray because like what ray said was stupid but I, like but obviously it was like understandable he was just like oh it's hard to believe we're like this is the face of the guy that you know it is <laughs> like, like he's, such a, he's such an, an ass to him but anyway yeah no, I, I actually, I really, I really liked that one. I really liked that one too, which is funny because that there was that line where Ryan Felipe was making fun of him, but I also thought the line that he said that was stupid that no one called him out for, where he was like, "Speaking of which, you have a slicker, right?" And then the oh, music's yeah. like, "Don't go!" And you're like, dude, they live on. Everyone has a yeah, slicker. Everybody has but a like, slicker. They, but it was funny because because right before that, Freddie Prince Jr. was like, "Well, that doesn't really narrow it down because so many people have a slicker." And then like two lines later, he's like, "Speaking of which, Freddie Prince Jr., don't you own a slicker?" Bum, yeah. bum. And I'm like, dude, why, how does that narrow it down? Like everyone probably has galoshes and like, every, like everyone has rain gear on a, <laughs> when you live right by the water, I thought that was. And he had, but, a, but, he had, he had a slicker but, and motive. 
Well, but, I I know, but all he but all he says is speaking of which, don't you have a slicker? And both the girls are like, oh, that both of them look over at Freddie Prince dramatically, like, oh gosh, guys, he does have a slicker. Is he the killer? Like yeah. it just I just thought that was a little goofy because like verse versus like where he does call him out, like, yeah, his face isn't splattered all over the road, dumbass. Like they should have been like, dude, everyone has a slicker. Like no one no one made fun of him. Even though like they did it out of order anyway. I just thought that yeah. I thought that was I thought that was a goofy line. Well, over dramatic, yeah. Um, and then I have one more, which was less of a line, but it was when, uh, which is funny to put in quotes, but still, um, Sarah Michelle Geller at the the beauty pageant, whenever that woman is singing off key or whatever, and just like her her facial, you know, uh, <laughs> like this this her look of disgust, and she just kind of quietly says, delivery. and she is quiet. No, well, she is quietly says jesus or whatever but like her the, this the oh i didn't of, know she said anything I, no, she actually does say like yeah. just jesus under her breath but but, <clears throat> but still even even though she knows her life could be on the line like she's paranoid and wondering about the fisherman and you know ryan is about to get you know get killed and then she's hearing this woman singing a bit a bit off and all she, she just the, it was just a funny look of disgust without it being over the top of just like you could feel her judgment but that's all i have is you know her just saying that well, and these will be. Oh, actually, sorry, Eric. I, I, no, Eric is done. I, okay, done. Th- th- these are two, but they're pretty quick because they happen within like two minutes of each other. But um, the other one, actually, this is what I thought you were going to say, Austin, because a couple lines in the um, in that in that scene made me laugh. Uh, and I, well, this one I think was on purpose when everything just happened to Sarah Michelle Geller and like her boyfriend possibly just got killed i guess they're not 100 percent sure because no one believes her yet like all this shit's going down and they feel bad for her. she's like crying wondering where her boyfriend is and then like as she's sitting there the person walks up they're like excuse me we'll be needing this and takes her crown from her oh, I, I, that I, I think that was supposed to be funny because it was like everything's <laughs> already gone wrong she's like bawling and hysterical and upset i mean when i say she should be as anybody would be excuse me miss we'll be needing this and takes the crown from her just like kicking her while she's down i mean it is it is the second time someone's taken her crown in the last year yes but like it's it seemed like they were supposed to be like almost like she would have like really like it was i think it was supposed to be darkly funny because everything was going wrong and then i also liked for some reason i think again i think it was supposed to be comical or maybe not but um right before that starts and she's going to be down on the stage and she's worried about hey this 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 killer with the hook and she's describing and all this stuff and Ryan Felipe is trying to comfort. He's like, "Don't worry, I'll be here to protect you. I'll just be way up there on the balcony." Like, <laughs> for some reason, that just struck me as funny too. Like, you'll be down here. Let me just go up there in the balcony by myself with all these lights where we can't see each other, be. really far away. So if I see anybody coming, I'll just jump down and break my leg or run all the way around and come <laughs> get you in 20 seconds. Like, I just thought that was funny. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but I wrote down, "Don't worry, I'll just be up on the balcony to keep you safe." Like, it just. I just, Maybe I just thought he'd have like a bird's eye view and could protect I, I, her, but I, I, I it know. was still this, dumb. I'm with you. It, it was wasn't still, bad, but I just thought, I just thought I like, like, I'm going to be versus, as far away as I can inside. Yeah. You would think like, let me sit in the front row or next to you versus like, mm. don't worry, I'll be up in the balcony to keep you safe. I just thought yeah. that was like, uh, oh, uh, you know, when there's a killer right there, maybe either don't go or I'll sit right next to you or in the front row. And it was like, don't worry, I'll be up in the balcony. <laughs> like it was, it just seemed kind of <laughs> silly to me. Good. All right. Strengths and weaknesses. Who wants to start that one? Uh, I, I can do a couple because we've, we've already touched on a good bit of them because again, uh, the, the strengths, I will say, even though a lot of it was, a lot of it was, well, no, I, I guess I'm saying kind of both. Let me do strengths and weaknesses kind of combined because I, overall, I enjoy the movie, but I thought some of the exposition 
and some of the backstory, like like we just said with the football, your your football quarter, your quarterback playing college, blah blah blah, ass, like all that stuff. Some of the exposition was a little bit weak, and him saying like, I only went over at the end when he's like, I only went over to see Missy because I couldn't, I couldn't handle my pain. I understand your pain. Like some of the lines yeah. with the exposition were a little silly, and sometimes I felt like it got not convoluted because it's not an overly difficult story, but I felt like sometimes it was like, we just, it's a, it's a dude killing people because he's getting revenge because he knows what they did last summer. And sometimes it was like the mystery wasn't all that interesting, but I felt like some of the backstory and exposition was a little bit goofy and too much sometimes. And then um, I thought some of the acting and some of the characters were one dimensional slash just, just not very well acted. Um, but as far as like the strengths, I did like the fact that it moved pretty quickly. There wasn't a like you could, I mean, I know that's almost the same thing. I know I'm almost contradicting myself, but I say some of the acting and exposition was weak, but at the same time, it at least moves fast. Like at, at least you're not giving me a bunch of like romance side plots that don't matter. Like the romance was at the very beginning and then it moves into that. So it was like one dimensional and some bad acting sure but at the same time the movie's like an hour and a half so um when they try to do exposition and backstory i thought it was kind of eh. they could have cut that out and just gone straight but at the same time it, it also was about an hour and a half long so i felt oh, like yeah. the was was still pretty good um <laughs> so some of it's dated and um yeah that opening scene was california by the way it was not north carolina um oh, but other than that they did shoot a lot of it on location so i do think some of that helped um but i mean the weaknesses most of it was just some cheesy lines here and there and i thought some people were miscast i didn't i did not buy johnny galecki even remotely as a tough guy or an yeah. or an a-hole or a or a, some sort of a threat or the killer or any like i just didn't buy him and i thought uh bridget wilson sampras uh part of it was not good acting but also i just thought uh that character was just kind of unnecessary it was just like a weird yeah, let's write an a-hole sister and really her only purpose is to and more body count to be bad at opening doors pretty much to be bad at opening doors and yeah exactly to, to give one more, open doors to, to add some more to add some more blood to the to the movie but i mean overall again it was it's a it's a perfectly fine entertaining movie but i think some of the weaknesses were just kind of cliches of horror not anything that stood out as being overly bad just kind of what you yeah. expect from an all right horror fun cheesy but certainly nothing special horror movie no i agree um Austin, if I, you have multiple different takes i was like i could quick i i was only going to jump in because i, can, I, I can. He, go ahead okay um yeah there was a song at the beginning called uh start having a great life i don't know if anyone actually noticed that or heard it it was whenever julie was I I feel like it was a really weird time to do that song. I mean, I'm overthinking it, but it's like, like it was this random '90s, like yeah, I guess a uh, popular song in the '90s, wasn't it? But so. I, I never heard of it before that. Uh, but it was really? like start having a great life. But it was just also funny to having that whenever she's like had a whole scene about her being, you yeah. know, doing poorly in school and seeming depressed. <laughs> but maybe it was supposed to be like funny because of that. But it seemed like the you know some some songs have lyrics that you don't pay attention to. But start having a great life. It was like kind of like in your face. It felt like to me, but. Um, we already talked about the setting. I felt like the setting, uh, yeah, didn't feel southern. Um, but all but the casting was a definitely strong a strong point. Like even though not all of them were like I think Ryan P is just an okay actor, um, but like it's, it's it's such a like a great like kind of you know teenage or young adult thriller horror is like that's some you know some strong casting there, and the the characters were fairly smart. Like they thought through and 
like they made dumb decisions of course but they weren't like it was post scream so they had you know self-aware people but i thought like even the the hit and run um or the hit and dump or whatever you know uh they uh you know, just the conversations that they had, I thought it was a pretty well-written scene. It wasn't just like they hit them and they're like, oh, we can't, I want to ruin my life. Let's dump the body. Like they actually really had like a, a moral dilemma that they all contributed to within it being re within reason, like Ray obviously being a good person, but also is like being realistic enough to know, like I can be honest and we can call the cops and say it was a, it was an accident, but we're like, I'm especially going to be screwed because he was the one that was like working more working class family, didn't have the, the money to, to, to help his uh, legal troubles and the fact that he smelled like alcohol. But I was like, dude, if you call them right away, they take a, you know, a breathalyzer test, like you should be okay. But, you know, they panicked and everything, but like, I thought it was a well-written scene where the panic felt uh, rational, not, you know, not rational in the sense of like justified, but rational, like they were actually really, you know, disgusted. It. it wasn't just a, yeah, we're scared. We must, uh, we must hide the body. So I thought that was a good setup scene. Um, I didn't like the lazy jump scare with like Anne Hesh smacking the window for them forgetting their dang cigarettes. It's like, she goes, I don't know if you noticed that or not. It's like, they're sitting in their car and she runs over and like smacks the window. It's like, Hey, you forgot your cigarettes. No, um, actually I wrote that one down and forgot. either. I like, forgot to mention that one too. She like moves so slowly the whole time until she like runs over and is like, "Hey, you forgot yeah, your cigarettes. You can tell. Yeah, that, that was that was a yeah. that was a pretty bad jump scare. I forgot. Like, I wrote I'm, that I'm, one down. I'm always suspicious of scenes like that of like what what was seen in the, the the trailers and all that. Like, do they have someone smacking the the window in a jump scare and like her holding the knife when she is suspiciously seeing Julie the second time and Hesh? I mean, um, but then uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's sister or Sampras's wife. Um, uh tapping on sarah michelle geller instead of saying her name like she taps on her for like a little scare like taps on her shoulder instead of saying like hi you know helen or whatever oh yeah um, J just to say like wow someone's on it whatever she says like well yeah because i'm standing in my room and you just walked up and started poking me yeah and then yeah. <laughs> i have standout and underwhelming acting it was this is hard because i don't think anyone yeah anyway i know i already know some of you have uh a person that I actually left off because I guess he wasn't as big of a character, but uh, standout. I kind of go back and forth on Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think early on she did a pretty good job of selling the whole. Again, a, a year later she's really depressed. Whereas I always kind of get annoyed with some of these horror movies where like something major happens and they seem to move on pretty, pretty quickly. Like oh my my brother just died and they seem to be okay now. Um, and I feel like she did a good job of actually looking not as rough as everyone's saying, but like looking like she had been taking the the guilt and having a hard time setting it aside. And I thought she did a pretty good job acting there. Um, and again, sometimes over the top, like, what are you waiting for? I hate it. always hate that part. Uh, underwhelming, uh, sometimes Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I felt like Ryan Philippe and honestly, Fre Freddie Prinze, I feel like the guys were a little weak. I feel like Freddie Prinze was a little stiff sometimes. And Freddie uh, Philippe sometimes was just like kind of, going to 11 on the whole like being a douchebag and not giving a lot of humanity or any depth to him but it's like it's not like he did a bad job he was just kind of somewhat one-dimensional jockey hothead kind of guy um and eric and i talked about this earlier but yeah i, I think eric has some thoughts on a an alternate title i actually don't mind the name i know we did last summer uh it's a little comes off a little bit like young adult like novel kind of like you know, but I like it's very apt. Um, but I probably would have made it been more succinct and you could have just call it, you could call it last summer. Um, even though that could sound like a teenage, like, or whatever, some sort of like romance, but yeah, you know, that sounds 
I was like, that's the one. Yeah, last. Well, I also I didn't have any thoughts. I thought you would. No, I, that, I go back and forth. I think it's technically a dumb name, but it. I have one more. Like oh, it okay. works for yeah. it. Like I'm, yeah. I don't. I don't want to change it, but it, when this was coming out, and I saw it, and I'm like, what a stupid name for a movie. But now maybe it's just because it's 20 plus years old. See, that's like, that's, I like that's the name I, of it. I do like the name of it. It's like iconic. But it, yeah, I think they probably at the at the present day they probably could have come up with something better. But or I'm just I know what you did. It, it doesn't have to have the last summer. Like I know what you did, or I was like I feel like yeah, last summer could be a little cheesy sounding, <clears throat> uh, or just I know what you did, or just call it if you want to sound more standard, just call it the fisherman again. That's you, what I was kind of thinking was something yeah. along those lines. The man with the, the fisherman hook. name. I don't um, know. Slayer. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. It, but that's actually all I had. Yeah. Uh, okay. For, I think I um, can briefly, you guys touch on all the strengths and weaknesses. I agree. It was very kind of your typical slasher cheesiness, but I liked the plot a lot. It moved well, the pacing. So I enjoyed the movie. I thought the acting, mainly sticking with the main four, I thought the acting was pretty subpar. Um, I, Brad, you'd mentioned before we watched this, or maybe even a couple of days ago, or no, I think it was the last podcast when we, discuss this about a certain scene with freddie prince i don't know which one you're talking about because it was pretty horrendous and i think every scene but i thought you had said something like there's a scene that he's really bad and you'll know it when you see it I, I was no i was saying the, the there's a the, on the cover he's just like just making oh, like a really yeah. unconvincing oh. face okay. i did yeah, I, thought, I thought he thought was he, by far the weakest of the four i thought, I thought he was the weakest of the, i didn't buy any when he was like supposed to be like yeah i'm working i'm working on the yeah, docks he's and he's i'm like i don't I don't at all yeah. believe you've done a day's work no, as, a, as any, doing any manual so, labor. I put Same thing with Johnny Galecki, weakness. though. Like I, yes, Johnny Galecki and Freddie Prinze I put as the underwhelming performances. I'll, I'll disagree with Austin and say Ryan Phillippe I actually thought, yeah, I thought he actually thought, I actually thought he was pretty good. But I thought he and Sarah Michelle Gellar by far were the best actors. Yeah, Again, I, don't, I didn't dislike Jennifer Love Hewitt's performance. I just don't think she did anything spectacular. She just kind of was there. Like She did she did her job, but it wasn't like overwhelming or underwhelming to me. I thought both uh, uh, Ryan P and Sarah Michelle Geller did. I thought the best of the of at least of the main characters. I thought they and did I, the best. Also, they did the best because nobody else. Like the fisherman was pretty. I thought he kind of overacted a little bit. Like I wasn't really impressed with any. Nobody was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I thought they did their roles well. Well, and he did I, a good I, job playing the douche. And I thought Sarah Michelle Geller and and Ryan P didn't have a whole lot like. They, they were especially ryan p he was extremely one-dimensional like he wasn't there wasn't a whole lot he could do he he drank a lot and he was yeah, mad he but like played he his still, role properly yeah i still i still believed what he was doing and i still bought like i still thought he did a good job with the limited material now he does play yeah. similar but i'm like but that that's fine people can play similar yeah. characters I actually i bought him i bought barry as an a-hole but who also thought semi-rationally so i actually thought he was pretty good uh Jennifer Love Hewitt, I thought was good. Again, I thought she was pretty good. And then at the end, what what are you going to do when it's okay? In this scene, you scream. In this scene, you climb over ice. In this scene, yeah, you, you look you look around. Then then you take your shirt off. Like it's just it wasn't a whole lot to do. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar, I agree that I she was better than I remembered because she had a couple times of being funny or like or at least um, some pretty good delivery. So like she did a better job than I had remembered too. But it just wasn't a whole. Uh, a whole lot to her character and there was another one that i forgot that i thought she she had a good delivery on um when she's describing what the killer looks like and they're like so the killer has a hook oh so did he, did he use the hook 
to cut your hair. No, we use scissors, asshole. Like mm-hmm. she, she had a couple of like, you know, quick, quick cuts, you know, quick she comeback. Had a bad that was attitude his... toward the cop, which was rightfully so. And given how his, he was, the way they yeah. were treating it, but you're not helping your cause by calling him well, Mayberry, whatever. Mayberry, like, yeah. you're, not, you're not helping your cause there. No, but although but she, she was right that he was, it's how all these movies are. They're like, ugh, like they look at, oh, this is a boogeyman or like just like making these jokes. I'm like, why don't you take your job seriously? And like, her boy There's a killer out there attacking us. Right. Like, her on. boyfriend was up in the balcony and then all of a sudden he was gone and the cop goes up there and looks for two seconds, misses yeah. dripping blood. Like dripping blood. He, he did he yeah. did a crap job and then he's making he fun of horrible. her the whole time. Yeah, he deserved She wasn't it, helping her cause, not... but he also he also did a terrible job and then yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't He also goes up to the, the fisherman, then turns back to her. Oh, what'd you her. say? What? Screaming. What'd you say? Oh, let me uh-huh. turn around so I can get killed. Duh. So he deserved it, but he was he anyways. was he was he was probably the most uh, satisfying death. Well, I don't know. Maybe him or Johnny Galecki. Never mind. Him and Johnny Galecki and Elsa yeah. were all pretty. It sounds like Sampras. Yeah, I know. Um, um, overrated, pretty, underrated moments? Or are we yeah, strengths and weaknesses? I, I think we're ready for overrated, underrated. I'm really going back and forth on an iconic moment I have too, but uh, I got to narrow it down real quick. Overrated. I'm, I've already made it clear that I didn't like the what are you waiting for? I don't know if that's actually overrated, but like, you know, it's like, People it's a big, if you see the, they do, adver- they do advertise they, with they, it a lot. They, yeah they show that that's a good that's a good one and then i think the final the final showdown uh with the 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 fisherman getting his hand amputated and then just falling into the water and like well he's dead like he fell into yeah. the water and he's a fisherman he has you know but anyway it was it was an yeah we've had a few movies that we've watched that that the, they haven't really stuck the landing i can't um, stick the landing or the endings very well i i think <laughs> i think it's uh the barry's uh not barry's death but barry's chase scene was was one that most people don't talk about because uh sarah michelle geller's character or her death with the parade is a really good scene but people talk about it and like Barry's scene where he's in the gym and the shower and all that kind of stuff. Like, like they play it out pretty well. Um, it's not the best scene in the movie. I'm just saying like, it's a movie that it's a scene that does build suspense well um, uh, without it being a, a scene that a lot of people talk, uh, talk about that much. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, that's pretty much what I had for overrated underrated and I'll save my, my iconic and decide on which one I'm going to do. I thought the iconic um, was easy. But I'm going back and forth. We'll say I'll uh, I'll say overrated. Austin, you kind of mention it, but I'll just go and say the whole scene. I thought the whole ending boat scene was pretty overrated. Again, I don't know if it's yeah. actually overrated, but given that it's the ending and it's supposed to be like the climactic point, it was not. It they it was very underwhelming. Um, and under underrated, I think the mannequin scene, not her opening the door, um, but that whole scene in that store. It's creepy when she's upstairs trying to make a phone call and she notices, you know, she's not hearing her sister anymore. And you go down, you have all the mannequins covered in the plastic. Like it was a good suspenseful scene. And again, maybe it gets enough credit, but to me, it stood out to me as like, that's a good scene. Yeah, Of all the scenes. No, I'm agreeing. We're not going to talk about that as much. I know. Yeah. They have two good chase scenes. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I got, Brad. Brad, overrated and underrated. I'll say, I mean, again, because I, I, a couple of the ones y'all said, I would have probably said. So I'll I'll go back to what Austin said about. I think the not the very very opening, but I'll say the dialogue, like not the actual killing of them, not any of that, but like their reaction. I think Austin touched on this, but I'll say underrated for the way that these teenagers respond because they're not being totally rational. They got one guy that's drunk, people that don't want to get involved, but I think. 
it see it actually rang true as teenagers responding to what they should do because it's we should call the police no we shouldn't but like the way that they actually reason it out uh, i agree with austin and i think that part is underrated because i think people remember um you know them being on the beach and them partying and people getting into the fight and then them killing the guy and all that but like i think them actually discussing it the four of them and it's easy to remember oh then johnny comes by in the car that's suspenseful but i actually just thought their discussion of what to do was was actually a, a pretty underrated moment because it doesn't it's like a lot of times i feel like in horror it's just like oh let's hide the body and it's, it, that's it you know and i'm not saying it's always a bad thing but i feel like a lot of the times it's oh we kill someone we gotta hide the body well no i mean a lot of people would want to do the right thing and call the police or a lot of people would immediately want to say, no, we're, you know, it's just, they actually seem to entertain several different ideas before settling on one. So I like that they quickly thought it out and not necessarily rational, but they had someone yelling and someone trying to be calm and someone who didn't want to be involved at all. And it seemed to fit the characters pretty well. And I thought that seemed very, genuine so i think that was underrated and it's it's hard to not pick the finale is overrated i don't think people necessarily liked it but the ones that y'all said i mean i i don't want to pick something just to be different because i can't think about anything else that was overrated i mean i'd maybe say the parade scene because i feel like people talk about that and i wanted to like that one more but it was so quick it was like a good setup with sarah michelle geller uh, I thought it was weird that Ryan Felipe's face is all busted up and then he's sitting on the float with her with like he's all bloody. I'm like, that that seemed kind of weird that he's up there like waving at people while he's bleeding. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, I feel like that was a good setup. And I, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, this is gonna be a good scene because it's, it's nicely set up. And then it's just like then she points and then he runs and tackles a really old dude and doesn't apologize. And it just cuts to the next scene. So that, I don't know if I'd say overrated, but I'll, I'll kind of go a little bit to the side and say underwhelming slash overrated because i felt like the the parade scene even though i appreciate it because it goes full fourth of july but that one was like a disappointing like god ah, that had all the elements with like there's so many people i thought it was weird that the killer just stands up there in a huge balcony where everyone can see him and is like ah, look, <sighs> look it's me and then he tackles an old dude in the scene in so i think that one was more almost overrated more like a, a, a letdown where it was like a good it seemed like a good set piece that didn't really go go very far yeah that's where i think about eric's comment about the the outfit of the killer being really like underrated and i agree but sometimes in the daytime it it doesn't come off quite as creepy but in the, in the nighttime especially the 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 berry attack scene not when he dies when he's kind of like standing over him with uh when barry's yelling uh, for help uh, i thought it was like that yeah it is a, a really a really good look for a killer um uh, yeah maybe th maybe that's why he couldn't move eric maybe you're right maybe because the 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 look is so intimidating that barry was temporarily paralyzed out of fear could have been brad uh because this is your pick do you want to be the first to say iconic or the last one um uh i don't, I don't mind going i don't mind going first i think it's going to be it's, it's hard not to go with the, another one that's already been mentioned because i think the opening scene was good but i still think the the whole chase scene i mean it, it goes on for a while and i know it's easy to say oh she maybe made some decisions or here or there that weren't great but i think the sarah michelle geller maybe not the actual kill scene but that that chase scene it does get talked about a lot but there's a reason for it it's very well done and i felt like she actually up until the very end after you know she's jumped out of a building 
she really was pretty rational. She tries something, she looks away. She The only time she like screams versus continuing to move on is when she sees her sister dead. And I feel like that's a pretty reasonable time to yell. Um, mm. But she's, I feel like she's constantly moving and trying to get away and reacting. And I felt like her sit decisions were pretty good. And plus, I mean, people's, this is a high adrenaline situation. You could, you, you, you're allowed a, a less than, perfect decision every now and then but i think that scene is great just like what eric said with she runs to the door she's trying to get in may yeah she probably should have kept running but also the fisherman doesn't walk slowly like a zombie you know I mean, he actually moves at a reasonable pace even if he's not sprinting um but i think that whole scene is probably the best moment of the movie and even though it doesn't stick the landing i think that part is the best. I mean, you, you see her walking for a long time. You see him chasing her. She's trying to get in. Then she does get in. She's on the phone. She's frantic. Her sister's there. She's, then you have the suspense and it doesn't drag on too long. It doesn't, it doesn't wear out its welcome. I think that's the best scene of the movie and what most people think. And really, I think the only negative of that, if you can even count it, is that I think people overreact to that part and say that it makes a bad final girl out of Jennifer Love Hewitt when really the movie just peaks there and then the end is just eh. Um, because that that the chasing with Sarah Michelle Geller going to the going to the store and having some good suspense moments and old school with the 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 landline and all that really just yeah. uh, was probably where the movie hit its stride or not hit its stride but just wh where it had its, its best moment I think is that that whole chase and ultimately catching her was the best part all right well i'm still trying to decide eric yeah you can go next okay i'll go i mean the iconic scene to me is the the night of the incident i think that's by far the most i mean i don't know it's the most important scene of the movie um the intense uh, y'all brought up a lot of good points about them talking it out rationalizing arguing trying to figure out how to handle it. their life's just changed within seconds um and obviously the i mean that's the whole movie right there but like to me that's the first scene i think of when i think of the movie is the night yeah. it happens <clears throat> and it's funny because yeah the two of you chose the two ones that i was trying to decide on but i was leaning towards <laughs> i was leaning towards eric's the hit and run or hit and dump the body <clears throat> scene uh because that is whenever i rephrase it as okay what scene do i think of and what do i think is the strongest yeah, i do think that opening scene just just within that that little window of time even though it is a longer scene that people remember you always think okay he's drinking yeah. they hit him or ryan ryan uh, barry is drinking and then they hit him and then they dump his body like no they have the whole like taking the crown diving in the water and the argument all this kind of stuff like yeah it's, it's it's the scene that really gets the ball rolling and it's well written it's gripping to me at least so yep uh, I'll, I'll go with the hit and run um and I can go right into it. I was like, I can go right into it. I think this is a quintessential. This is what a B movie is. So uh, it's, I think, just a solid B for me. Brad, Eric, tell me. Oh, we can end with I gave it a B. I gave it a B minus. I mean, again, it's exactly what I want and expect from a thrasher, but slasher but uh <laughs> or a thrasher or a thrasher. i like i like thrasher they're around know, the a, water it's a thriller <laughs> it's a thriller slasher mix. thriller slasher yeah man. um it's, it's it's what i was looking for but it, overall like again the acting there's a lot of parts of it, a lot of cheesiness and and subpar acting enough to bring it down even though that's not really what you're watching it for but that's that's still uh i think enough to bring it down to a b minus again it's still a good movie like i be anything in the b's 
<laughs> and above to me is like I will I gladly like that movie and will gladly watch it anytime. So I so B for me, B minus for Eric. Brad, you chose this movie. What's your grade? I chose it because it's fun. I'll still say C plus because that's slightly above average. It is very fun. It's very rewatchable, but I still think this is one of the ones that is enjoyably, enjoyably cheesy um, because I love, I love watching cheesy horror, cheesy action. It doesn't mean I'm going to, that I think there are great movies. And I think with this one, the bad almost outweighs the good. I think it's a good concept and I think it lags a good bit in the middle, I think it's like a great open, a great opening 20 minutes, or at least a really good opening 20 minutes. And then after that, I really think the only actually above average moment after that first 20 minutes is Sarah Michelle Gellar's chase scene. And then the ending is pretty, is pretty bad. So I would, I would say a C plus because it's still going to entertain me more than most and it's still fun, but I don't think it's a good or really good movie. I just think it's fun and it's a teenage slasher movie so it, it's going to entertain you it's an hour and a half but i don't think it stands out above the rest other than it having a memorable title and coming out with popular people and you know being a pretty good concept but i don't think it really does much above average but again it's fun to rewatch. and the other thing is it's a fourth of july movie so it, it'll be watched more often and good for it for doing that but as far as like giving it a numerical rating it you know it'd probably be around a uh, five and a half or six and th again that's perfectly fine because I, i'll go back and rewatch it most most fourth of july's but um it's fun i'm glad we picked it i had i had fun going back and watching it but as far as like quality yeah it, it's fine it's fun to watch yeah i do feel like i've changed mine a couple of times but i think i'm gonna go down to a b minus so we'll do final grade b minus b minus and c plus um and uh Brad chose the movie and I chose the thing last time. So Eric, if you can give a number one through, well, this is actually a horror movie. So we can actually do a horror movie one. So we'll do, do a horror, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, one, through, one through 20 is a horror. Some, all of them are horror related. Okay, 17. 17. That's what I was going uh, to pick for real. July 17th, what happened then? Okay, um, 17. Uh, okay, three best horror death scenes of all time. Ooh. Um, okay, the opening of Jaws. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, shoot, let's think. Best, like, actually good? Or, I mean, okay, we I mean, just but somebody's got to take shower scene. I was gonna say, okay, I was gonna say that. So, I mean, that's that. I mean, we can all vote for that when you have that's gotta yeah, be included. Like, or we just say it's out there, but we if we want to each have our own three. If I can't think, of I, I was about to say it because that one you we have to say that one. It's it's got to be on there, obviously. Hmm. The the chest burster from Alien. I, mean, I know that's an obvious pick, but I mean it's still. I'm I was like I'm really trying to narrow it down now because uh, man, Halloween the opening is so great, but the actual sister going Michael and like not being a good actor and like not fighting back against her six-year-old uh, brother when he has a knife, like that kind of makes it worse, not as iconic, but the lead up and the, the music and the- the, the, whole, the whole the whole scene is so good, but I agree I that she, she didn't do a- Yeah, um, so I, that's an, maybe an honorable mention because it's so great up until that scene. It's kind of like if the Jaws scene, if uh, Chrissy was started doing a bad job screaming when the shark attacks, it's like, she does a great job of selling it. And that's what makes the, the scene have a oh, great- yeah cap to it or whatever but i haven't thought of a single one yet so anyone can say their second one i'm just trying to 
think real quick um the movie death scenes shoot 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 um i mean i can go with the i'm uh, gonna go oh sorry but i haven't had one yet so i'm gonna say just in case someone steals it in case someone steals uh, it i'm I'm gonna say drew barrymore scream oh i thought okay that's a good one because that's that's such a good build-up um it's not about the death so much as the build-up and the death so it's like her it's such a good scene leading up to that so i've got uh johnny depp and nightmare on elm street is a good one getting sucked into the bed essentially i mean yeah come on that one's that one's awesome and then the blood like all over the room Hmm. I know you're not even a big fan of the movie and you can probably picture how that one happens. Plus he's like supposed to have been up all night helping out the girl, helping out Nancy. Like that, that's a, that's a pretty good, like the build up to that one and everything. And the, plus I appreciate the behind the scenes of how they had to set that one up. Like that, that's just a cool practical effect. Um, you know, throwback death, but I, I appreciate all the work that went into that one. Um, I don't know if this is actually a good one, but it did come to my head. Like one of the first ones was uh, Crispin Glover's uh, corkscrew. Death. A corkscrew. Oh, that's definitely a good one. It's oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's a memorable one. At least comes to my mind. So I'll take that one as my second, I guess. If uh, I can think of two others, I will not count the shower scene as mine, and we'll just say it. The shower scene could be an honor, not even an honorable. We should be like, like, what's the best? We should like, what's our best three outside of that one? Because it's too obvious. Yeah, that's and and really the the chest burster from Alien. Everyone says that that was pretty. I mean, I think we had to say Jaws because I thought of it without even trying to think about something. Well, I'm trying not to double dip the say. I'm like, I don't want to do another Friday like a Friday the Thirteenth because that's already been covered because there's so many. But I want to say Black Christmas. There's actually two that I really like. Um, but I might go Margot Kidder because the the figurine she gets killed by the you know, the unicorn kind of glass figurine while the while they're intersplicing kids singing, uh, you know, Christmas carols, which is kind of already creepy to begin with, like the '70s looking kids, you know, 1970s kids singing Christmas carols with no expression on their face, and then also the happiness from the song because most people like you know Christmas music, uh, but it's that's a good one. But I also like the opening scene where Claire gets killed in the closet. Um, it's a good suspense kind of seeing the killer's point of view through the the kind of foggy plastic. Um, but I'll go with Margot Kidder for for Black Christmas. Um, so I've got two. We've already covered Scream, Black Christmas, Friday the 13th, Jaws, Psycho, done this one. Um, I'll go I'll go with an it one and say Georgie's which not 1990 or the CGI one? I'm trying to think of which one I uh, think the original one, right? That's the better choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 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 newer one had a really good build up. It just went. It yeah. Just like too, it didn't have a bad show too much. Yeah. It just showed too much at the end. I mean, it's still it's still a shape shifting interdimensional being. Like I know it's like oh, it's a clown. Like it was a good idea. They just they just went. They just showed too much of it. It was such a good scene up until. It it was clearly computer generated, but it was still a cool build up with the the uh, Georgie's boat that his brother had made him, and all. it was it was cool until then. Uh, I'm trying to think of a modern one. Um, maybe the opening of well, I know the opening of Get Out. What's the what's the Brad? You know this actor's name? The guy. Thank, sorry for bothering you. Or, La, uh, Lakeith. Lakeith okay. Sanfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that's him that's walking a through a quiet sub- suburbs, and that's how they open the scene. Um, and then my honorable mention, I think I might have already had one, but I think Cabin in the Woods. Uh, even though it's not scary, but uh, um, uh, 
shoot, whose was it? Um, well, I think it was probably going to be Chris Hemsworth, even though, you know, him behind this heroic scene and then getting killed by the invisible shield thing uh, was kind of, you know, when, it, when everything hit the fan, so to speak, or hit the shield. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a, that, that's like that movie, but uh, I think those are mine. So and I think Eric, you saw one more. Technically, I've said three. Okay. <clears throat> I was trying to think of a third to take the place of Psycho, the shower Pardon? scene, since I was too obvious. But I mean, no, it's, 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 it's iconic. I was, I was trying to think of like yeah. the, the Ring and things like that. I was trying to think of like movies that really impacted me, because um, the Ring creeped me out as a kid. I just don't know if there's a, a death scene that the you're... Scream. Uh, I don't remember her name. The the garage door. I thought hey, that was oh Tatum. Or the no, character's name is Tatum. Like uh, that, that scene always kind of stood out as far as scream deaths. Yeah, we'll go with that, I guess. And Brad, you... Shower scene gets the nod as like, that's we all were going to take that one. So it gets mentioned so nobody yells at us. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be plenty. That's why it's hard sometimes with these categories. If I'm like, should I just keep that and as a category so in a year if we do it again we probably have three different ones but i'm i did change it already to a new category but all right so that was okay that was our uh three best death scenes and then the last thing is because this is the summer of 2023 it has been 40 years since 1983 which was when national lampoon's vacation came out um and i actually had the honor uh, accidentally of seeing some of the the filming locations just a week or so ago so it's fresh on my mind but i have not actually seen the movie as a in a whole uh, as a whole in quite a few years i think maybe even since the 30th 10 years ago i remember watching it for sure then but uh so yeah national lampoon's vacation from 1983 is my pick for kind of a summer movie obviously it's a summer family vacation and then after our la probably be our last july pick then I think it's leading towards Eric's direction to either choose a new decade for us or a new genre for the, the month of August for us to choose. So unless we have anything else, I think that's that covers everything. So we'll see you next Sounds time. Sounds good. All right. See y'all later. Talk to you later.